Well, uh, it really is special to, to have you with us. And I, I want to, before we get into the message tonight, just say a special thank you to our team. You think about this, our team has the same Christmas parties to go to, presents to buy, shopping to do, cards to send that you do. And on top of that, they're helping prepare an environment and experience like this. So we just give it up for our team. We've got the best team in the world. Appreciate what they do. You're, you're devoted to God. You're devoted to the mission of this church. And I'm just so thankful for you. So thank you for being part of this church. And uh, I know Christmas Eve brings us out for different reasons. Some of you, uh, like me, you're into the tradition of it. It's just not Christmas without going to a Christmas Eve service. And so you're here, and I'm grateful for that. Some of you, you might be here because you're visiting family in town, they're part of our church, or you came at the invitation of a friend, we're glad to have you for that reason. I know there's others, you're looking for something to get you in the Christmas cheer, and you're, you're hoping that this does it, and I'm glad you're here. There's lots of reasons why you might be here, and maybe I, I mentioned it, maybe I, I didn't, but let me tell you the real reason that you're here. You're here because God has something he wants to say to you tonight. You see, this is not an accident. God knew you would be here. Personally, I've been praying for you. Our church and many others have been praying for you. And let me tell you what I've been praying. I've been praying that for those of you who have been distant from God, for those of you who are are looking to reconnect and to reprioritize your faith, I'm praying that through this message, that this would be catalytic, that it would be a fresh commitment for you, that as you go into 2023, you'd have a fresh start with God, that you would have a fresh commitment to his church and God's purpose and plan for your life. There's others of you that maybe you've been dealing with the, the loneliness of the season, some of the heartache that the season can bring, some hardship, some struggle. It's a reality in this time. And I'm praying that you're gonna experience the comfort of the Holy Spirit tonight, that you're gonna know the hope that you have in Jesus and that we have in Jesus as believers. Others of you, you, you might be far from God. Maybe you don't have a personal relationship with Christ yet. And I've been praying that through this message that you would make a fresh commitment, a new commitment, that you would know Jesus as your personal Lord and Savior. And I'm going to give you an opportunity to do that before I'm done. Whatever reason, though, that you're here, here's what I've been praying most of all, that if you will just open up your heart to the God who loves you, God who knows you, if you open up your heart that he has something he wants to say to you tonight, your Christmas will be better because you came. I promise you that. Well, I want to get right into our scripture. I know many of us are familiar with the Christmas story. We, we know about the wise men and the shepherds and the birth. We've, we've kind of heard it over the years. If you're not familiar with it, most of the details are found in Luke chapter 2. Where I want to read from tonight is the part of the Christmas narrative where the angels announce the birth of Jesus. So I'm going to start in verse 10 of Luke chapter 2, the Christmas story. It's the message of God sending a Savior into the world. This is the message. But the angel said to them, do not be afraid. I bring you good news that will cause great joy for all the people. Today in the town of David, a Savior has been born to you. He is the Messiah, the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. I like this particular passage because it tells us that the gift of God was wrapped 
lying in a manger. And that's what I want to share with you tonight. I don't want to talk about gift wrapping specifically, but more specifically, how Christmas came into the world under wraps. And it's a little ironic in some ways. I mean, you think about it because Christmas is a big announcement. I mean, just picture the events that were going on. You've got angels appearing in the sky. You've got wise men coming from the east. You've got the news of Jesus' birth being announced everywhere from the palace to the pasture. All these events happening. Christmas is a big deal, yet Luke's narrative tells us that when Christmas came into the world, God's presence came into the world under wraps. It's ironic. In fact, Luke goes on to tell us specifically that after all of these events, and you think of everything that happened, right? There was the star in the sky. There was Herod and everything that he was trying to do to thwart this. There was the, the wise men, the shepherds, the angels, the, the visions and dreams that happened even leading up to this. After all of this happened, Luke tells us that Mary kept all these things to herself. In fact, one translation puts it this way. It says, Mary hid these things in her heart. That's what it means to keep something under wraps. It's when you keep it covered. You keep it hidden. I'm curious, how many of you would say you're good at hiding things? Anybody? You're, like, you're never sure if you really want to raise your hand for that because it's like, <laughs> do you want to admit that in church? Let me try a different question. Maybe the better question is, what have you been hiding? What have you been hiding? Because every person in this room, let's be honest, everybody's hiding something. I'm just going to make eye contact with you and make you really, really <laughs> uncomfortable. What is it you're hiding? I'll be honest with you. I've been hiding. I've been doing some hiding myself. I mean, part of the Christmas season is hiding. You have to hide some things if you're going to celebrate Christmas. At least in my house, like my kids, you met most of them. They are relentless about trying to find their Christmas gifts before Christmas. Anybody else have kids like mine? Know somebody? How many of you are that kid? Um, I think they get it from their mom because she is also always trying to find her gift or gifts. And uh, she's a very good hider. I'll just throw that out there. She's got secret hiding spots. She's got hiding spots. They're so secret. She hasn't even told me about them. She won't tell me. And uh, one time she was hiding her gifts in this secret hiding spot. And we were opening presents on Christmas morning. And she said, oh, I forgot to get the gifts. Forgot so they were stashed away in this secret hiding spot. And I just want to um, give a defense right now for everybody in here who is a last minute Christmas shopper. And just be proud of it. Is that you or your last-minute Christmas shop? You got some you got to get after this? I'll be done soon. Um, <laughs> I know why you do it, because that's how you hide, right? It, it's how you hide the gift, because it's, it's hard to stash something away if you're an early Christmas shopper. Keep that. And then if you're married, like looking at the bank balance, what, what was this thing at Target? At Target is the place to do it, because it's just going to be hidden with everything else. She's not going to remember. But... Even if you're not like a gift hider prior to, we hide the gifts when we give it. That's what the gift wrapping is, right? We, we wrap something up, we give it to a person covered, 
so that they can open it. Now, I know we're kind of having fun talking about how we hide gifts, but I know when I ask the question, what are you hiding? Some of you, your mind went a different direction because you know that gifts are not the only thing we hide at Christmas. There's, there's other things we hide. Sometimes what we hide is our discomfort. We go into environments, sometimes we're around people and we have to hide our true feelings. Sometimes you see that friend get proposed to and you have to hide how you really feel about that situation. You're like, mm, they ain't the one, but it's not good. Uh, you know, if it's not that, sometimes what we hide is our shame. We, we hide things that we're embarrassed about. And I'm not just saying something that we did. Maybe it's something that was done to us, something that happened. And, you know, rather than put the issue and risk exposure out in the open and deal with it, we, we hide it. We hide the things, the parts of us that are vulnerable. We, we hide our weaknesses. We hide pains. We hide weight that we're carrying that we don't want people to know about, pressures that we're facing. We hide, sometimes what we hide is sin. We hide sin. I know this isn't like the holly jolly Merry Christmas part of the message, but since I went here, let me just talk about this for a moment. Because if there's, there's those of you in the room, you're dealing with the sin, let me tell you something about this. As long as you're trying to get free from this and you keep it hidden, sin only has power in your life as long as it's a secret. See, the moment you begin to confess it, that's how you get free of it. And if you've been struggling to get free from a sin that you've been keeping hidden, if I can give you some advice, first step would be to confess it. Confess it to God because he knows anyway. Nothing's hidden from him. The second step would be to confess it to another person. Could be a counselor, a therapist, a pastor. Could be a trusted friend, your spouse if you're married. No, carry that thing hidden, keeping it a secret. You'll never get free until you confess it. Now, I know you're thinking, like, Pastor, why are you getting up all in my business? I came to hear a good news, make me feel good Christmas message, and we'll get to the good news. I mean, it is good news. The angel said, I have good news for you, but here's the truth. There is no good news unless you first deal with the bad news. And the bad news is that all of us have sinned and all of us have fallen short, and our sin keeps us separate from God. The good news of the Christmas message is that God brought his son into the world as savior to save us from our sin. God's gift came into the world under wraps so that what you've kept hidden, you could be healed. Now, there's lots of reasons why we hide things. I talked about some of them, but let me go to the other end. Not everything that we hide is unhealthy. Sometimes hiding can be helpful. Sometimes we hide things from a good place. We might hide things out of love. We, we hide something because we want to protect somebody from a pain. Sometimes we'll hide things in our life because it's not the right time. Like there's things I have for my kids in the future. It's, they're not ready for it yet. So at the moment, it's out of sight. It's out of reach. It's out of touch. It's for them, but it's just not time. We hide things because it's not the right time. Sometimes we hide things in our lives that are valuable, are, are valuable. Things that we don't want to lose, things that we want to keep safe. We, we put it out of reach in a safe place. 
The point I'm trying to make is that anything we have under wraps, it's under wraps for a reason. Things that are hidden are significant to us. Things that we hide are important. Things that are valuable are not always visible. And that's why I was drawn to this part of the Christmas story, because in many ways, the Christmas story is God's secret. Have you ever thought about that? It's sneaky, the way it's told, because when God brought a Savior into the world, he didn't bring the Savior as a prophet, didn't bring the Savior as a priest. He brought the Savior as a baby. He hid the king in a kid. He put divinity into humanity. He brought the Savior into the world under wraps. And the wrapping is significant because it's a picture of how God brings anything into your life. You know, there's different kinds of wrapping. In fact, I want to show you a little bit what I'm talking about. Different kinds of wrapping. My family, I'm thankful for them. They, they taught me a lesson early on in life. See, I grew up in a family of six. And at our house, my dad was a pastor. I never had a big salary. And so when we were giving gifts, my parents taught me the value of a dollar. And to make the dollar go further, you got to stretch it out. You know, we didn't put all the money into the wrapping paper. Uh, what we did, we did something, maybe you've, you've seen it. We did something like this. So this was, this was the way we wrapped presents when I was a kid growing up. I don't know if you ever did this. What we did was we would take the paper bags from grocery shopping and turn them inside out, and then we would use that to wrap the present. And, you know, get creative with it, like you would draw pictures on there, sometimes write notes on there to differentiate your gift from other gifts. And uh, this is one of the ways that we wrap presents. The other one, uh, maybe you'll be familiar with this, because you didn't want them all to be like that. Sometimes what we would do is we would do something like this. You ever see this before? We would uh, take the, the Sunday comics, better when it's the colored ones, and uh, we would wrap up the gift this way. And this is especially good if you're a kid, you wanted your gift to be wrapped like this, because then you had something to read while everybody else was opening their gift. And uh, this, was my, this was my favorite. When I got married to Marissa, though, I realized that it was a different world for her family. See, for her, the wrapping was part of the gift. And gifts with her family came a lot more like this. This is a gift we all want, let's be honest. I mean, big bows, lots of ribbon, gold foil. I mean, the more ornate, the better. I do want to show you my favorite gift, though. My favorite way to, to wrap a gift. I don't know if you've ever seen this one. This is the, the best way. This one. This is my favorite way to wrap a present. Because what this says is, I love you, but not enough to take time to wrap a present. So, so that's how, if you ever get something from me, it's coming like that. I know some of you are thinking, okay, well, this is a nice story, preacher, but where are you going with this? My, my point is, God's gifts to us often come in strange wrapping. They, they, they come in strange wrapping. It doesn't always look like a gift. Because when he brings something into our life, he, he brings it under wraps. In fact, two times in Luke's gospel, 
the Christmas narrative, we see him tell us that Christ came into the world under wraps. Understand, when the Bible mentions something twice, it's intentional. It's not like, okay, I forgot I said this and I said it again, they just repeated themselves. No, it's intentional because it's wanted to draw your attention to something. So it says in Luke 2, verse 7, it says that Mary gave birth to her firstborn son, Jesus, and she wrapped him in cloths, placed him in a manger, because there's no guest room available for them. And then just to clarify that this is important, when the angels announce the birth of Jesus, they say, verse 12, this will be a sign to you. You'll find a baby wrapped in claws, lying in a manger. In other words, pay attention to this. You need to take notice of this detail. You need to know what's being said here because there's going to be seasons in our life as a Christian where it seems like God's presence is hidden. It seems like, God, where are you? God, I needed you to show up in this moment. God, do you not see what I'm going through? Don't you see what I'm faced with? Don't you see what I'm dealing with? And what Scripture is telling us that what often feels like isolation is actually a designation. It says, when it feels like God's presence is hidden, let that be a sign to you. Well, what is a sign? A sign, you know, signs are helpful. They instruct us, they inform us, protect us, direct us. When God's presence is under wraps, it's a sign. This is the sign. That sometimes the greatest manifestation of God in your life comes under wraps. When Christ came into the world, was it a big announcement? Yes. But it was also kept under wraps. And I get that maybe your Christmas this season hasn't been what you were looking for. I get that the way some of the things life has gone up to this point isn't exactly what you expected. But I'm thankful that I learned this lesson early on. Wouldn't it be really foolish to reject the gift simply because I don't like the packaging? See, I learned that it doesn't have to look good to be good. I'll go one step further. It doesn't have to feel good to be good. When God wants to bring something into your life, it's not always going to look the way we want it to look. Pretty package with a bow. Sometimes it's going to be wrapped in the outfit of the ordinary. And if you've been wondering, God, where are you this season? God, have you not seen me? Do you not see all the stuff I'm going through? Do you not see the pressure that I'm facing? What about this situation. If you've been wondering, God, where are you at in this? Do you know where you'll find him? You'll find him hidden in a place you've overlooked. You'll find him under wraps. And I'll explain why. Because, see, the wrapping, the wrapping's really important. When we think of swaddling, 
we think of just wrapping up a baby and, you know, that little burrito baby. I was never very good at it, I'll be honest. My wife was great, so I'm thankful that I had her for lots of reasons. But when we think of swaddling, we just think of that little thing we do to comfort a child. In Bible times, it wasn't just for comfort. It was a ritual. What happened is the baby would be born. They would wash the child. Then they would take some olive oil and salt, and they would rub it on the baby's skin. Then they would take these strips of cloth, about five, six inches in diameter, maybe six yards in length. They'd wrap the child starting under the chin. They'd go over the head, go all the way down to the feet, wrapping the arms and legs, the limbs of the child tightly, securely. And they had three goals with this. First, of course, it created comfort, right? We understand that. It was the same thing we do. There's, we know that when the child, those, that baby is wrapped tightly, it simulates them being in the womb. It creates a soothing sensation for them. There's comfort in that. We also know that it's for protection, provides protection, because it would keep them warm from the elements. It would keep their arms and legs tight so that they wouldn't get injured. It's protection. But the last one is important. So just like there's different kinds of wrapping, when they would wrap up this child, it really was kind of like the wrapping paper because it was adorned with different emblems of the family name and the family tribe. When they would wrap this child, it was an indication of identification. It was saying, this child is my child. And I wonder if you felt like maybe... God's been hidden, if God's presence in your life is under wraps, I wonder if maybe he's been wanting to say the same thing to you. Instead of just trying to help you feel comfort, what if he's been wanting to show you his covenant and his character? When it feels like God's presence is hidden, I want you to remember that when something's under wraps, it's only temporary. The whole point of wrapping something is for it to be revealed. In fact, Luke would go on to tell us this in Luke chapter 8, verse 17. He said, there is nothing hidden that will not be revealed, and there is nothing kept secret that will not come to light. The only reason you wrap a gift is for it to be opened. And I know for many of you, what you've gone through, maybe your Christmas season has not felt like a gift. That's because it's not the gift. It's the wrapping. It's the packaging. It's just meant to reveal the gift. Maybe you've been so wrapped up with the parties and the presents and the planning and the cards to send that you've overlooked the gift that God has had for you under wraps. That's my Christmas prayer for you, that this year, that you would know Jesus, the real Jesus, and all he has to offer. And I want to talk to you about how. When you walked in, our team handed you a church guide with one of these connection cards. And if you haven't yet, you can take it out now and even begin to fill it out while I'm talking. It's perfectly fine. Put your information up here. And on the bottom, it's got some next steps. Maybe your next step is you need to give your life to Christ tonight. You're far from God, and you know it, and this is your opportunity to know Jesus as Lord and Savior. Maybe 
you've been walking with God for a while, but you've never been biblically baptized. We're going to baptize people next month. That might be your next step. But maybe you're here. Maybe you are a Christian, but you have some dreams in your heart, some prayers in your heart that you want to see God perform in your life in 2023. I lead our church every year to seek God and get one word for the year. Ask God for one thing that he can build in your life or build your life around in the next year. And maybe that's what you would write down on this prayer request. What are you believing God for? What's the thing that you're asking God to perform in your life? Here's why I want you to write that down because I want to partner with you. I want to connect with you. I want to pray for you that this year, 2023, as you close out 2022, you'll see God perform his word in your life. That's the gift. Everything up until now, it was just to reveal that. Some of the stuff you've been going through, that's to reveal what you need. It's to reveal what God wants to do. So in a moment, what we're going to do is we're going to light some candles. We're going to sing a song. And in this moment, it's going to be your opportunity to connect with God. As we sing, what I would ask is that just in your own words or from your heart, thank you, that you would talk to God. You would talk to him about what you need. Talk to him about what you're facing. Talk to him about what you're going through. If you need a fresh start with God, that this would be your moment. If you need to confess a sin, that this would be your moment. If you need forgiveness, that that would be your moment. As you're looking for what 2023 will bring, that this would be your moment. See, when we light these candles, we're gonna turn the lights down and it's a symbol really of what our life is like without God. It's dark. But as we light this, and I'm going to have our team come and we'll light the front row and can just make its way to the back. It's a picture of what happens when we invite God into our life. What was once dark is transformed by the light of Christ. And I promise you that what you see happen externally is going to happen internally. You're going to feel God's presence. You're going to receive his comfort. He's going to answer your prayer. As we do this, I want to invite you and ask you to go all in. Give us a year of your life. Commit to everything we do. Get in a group. Join a team. Give. Prioritize. Gather on the weekend. I promise you. This time next year, your life will look completely different than it does now. You cannot give to God first, give him your best and not see your life transformed in the process.